It was a loaded news day in Syracuse basketball and beyond yesterday. Weitzman in Syracuse getting basically a divorce in the NIL scheme. Jesse Edwards departs. We discussed that a little bit. We can take a further look at it today. There's a lot to break down, so we bring in a special guest to do so. It's your Locked On Syracuse Wednesday. Let's rock and roll. Our Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up? What's happening? Welcome into your Locked On Syracuse Wednesday. And thank you for making Locked On Syracuse your first listen today and every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. We bring in a special guest today. He's a CNY native, Syracuse.com writer. He's a professor He's a TikTok star, as of the <laughs> video I saw a day or two ago. An all-around good guy, Brett Axe. Thank you so much for joining us today. Owen, uh, thank you so much uh, for the great intro there. And of all the things you said, they're TikTok star. You know, you you gotta you gotta appeal to the kids. I've been told. So doing doing the Tiki Talks now. There you go. Oh, we, all, was... we have we have another guest here, by the way. Whenever I do these podcasts, uh, here's Blaze the dog. He's oh, over Blaise. here. Yeah, he's over I, here on the side. Uh, he just said hello. Oh, well, there you go. I have and, a new uh, puppy in the other room. We have not uh we have not revealed her yet on the show. Uh so I wish I <laughs> I brought her in here. We could have done the double reveal today. There you that's go. wonderful. The TikTok star bringing the dog on. This is already off to this, uh, yeah, a great just, start today. You know, dogs and TikTok. I mean, we're just hitting every viral, you know, check mark you got you gotta go with here. Exactly. This should go nuts in the algorithm over on YouTube. We'll see what happens. Uh, but thank you so much for coming on today. You were uh, one of a few people with the big news yesterday, chatting about Adam Weitzman and sort of the Syracuse in him in terms of the NIL scape. Uh, I've been calling it sort of a breakup or sort of a divorce, it feels like. Mm-hmm. Uh, had been going for a little bit. Uh, maybe he had seen some rumblings. It had seemed like it could be a little bit funky. And then we get the news yesterday. Uh, formally, that Weitzman will no longer be sort of partaking. Uh, you were one of, you know, the spearheads on that news. Just has this been something you've been hearing for a little bit? Was it something that was, you know, you formally heard yesterday for the first time? Or what has been sort of the backstory behind getting to this decision? Well, there's definitely been some rumbles uh, the past couple of months that things were uh, starting to divide between Adam and Syracuse. And I think the first sign was the last two home games adam did not bring a celebrity guest he brought now this was a great thing he brought in uh, some kids from the make-a-wish foundation that got the uh, royal celebrity treatment right which was different right yeah but that was a sign something was was off right it was a different kind of strategy right and he had heard some things certainly when the bayheim news came out i mean adam and jim are uh, are really good friends. And that was a question that came up right off the bat, right? Would Adam continue his support of Syracuse or was his support essentially for Bayheim, right? And Adam 
certainly you could tell by some things that he said publicly, you know, I think his first Instagram post afterwards, like it said, he took him a couple of days to really take it in and how things went down. And then, you know, when Syracuse and Bayheim kind of kissed and made up and did that uh, Friday press conference after the botch press conference, after the Wake Forest ACC loss, like it seemed like, okay, everybody kind of kissed and made up there, but yeah, you had heard a lot of things. So then the Jesse Edwards news breaks yesterday and I was going to write about it. And it really started as an inquiry about Jesse and did Adam try to help Jesse because Jesse has a complicated NIL situation with his visa. Right. So I called Adam to see if he tried to help with that, if he had any insight on that, you know, because this just seemed like from everything we could gather, Jesse just wanted more NIL money than Syracuse could offer, you know, even with the complicated situation. From what I understand, Owen, they, they've they've got a workaround for that yeah. visa situation, but he just feels like he can get more money elsewhere. So I just went right to the source and wanted to kind of figure out what that process was. And look, one thing led to the next. And, you know, Adam was insistent on a number of things. He told me some things off the record that I can't share, but what he was willing to talk about was that, yeah, essentially he's done with Syracuse and he's done with NIL opportunities there and everything he's done, bringing in the celebrities. And the the chancellor kept coming up in that conversation. He said, you know, basically he had a fractured relationship with the chancellor. He never even spoke with the guy. Right. And, you know, that kept coming up as, as one of the main reasons why I'm sure there's, there's more to that story. But that was the one that he not only was willing to go on the record with, but, uh, you know, almost insisted on saying, look, if you know, you need to know this is the reason why I'm walking away. So that's how uh, things kind of went down. Yeah. And I mean, I think there's people are trying to figure out what the right level of reaction is to this, because, Mm -hmm. yes, there's ways, you know, with the collective, with, you know, other people in the NIL space around Syracuse, obviously less public there are ways that you are still going to be able to offer NIL, you know, packages, money, not with the university, as you know, what, where is sort of your reaction in terms of how big a deal this is? Because yes, there are other people that can provide and the collective can work to do so, but this is also an incredibly deep set of pockets with history uh, at games and, and working with the university and working with, you know, things such as Bayheim's army in the summer, you know, learning, to get away from that. How big a deal is it not having Weitzman, you know, in your back pocket? It's a uh, massive it deal. It's yeah. a massive deal. Now, as I wrote in my column on Syracuse.com, they're not back to square one, but they are back at square two. Cause here's the thing. NIL is still a complicated thing. Yes. Syracuse has this collective and they have this NIL store and they have ways that athletes can now take advantage of their name, image, and likeness. But frankly, those are boring. You know, those are the, the the standard way everybody else is doing it. What Adam brought to the table was something no one else is doing, right? And look, just because Josh Allen or Tom Brady or a boogie with the hoodie sits courtside doesn't mean you're going to get players. That's not what that was about, though, right? What it did is it made Syracuse stand out. No one else has these people sitting courtside or even talking to the players in some cases Post game, And it was something that, as Adam put it, he did for the fans. What it did is it made Adam stand out as the NIL guy. Because remember, Syracuse is still in a sticky situation where 
you can't just pay athletes directly, right? NIL is where you have to go. But Adam made it abundantly clear, and Syracuse seemed okay with it the past few years, that any questions that were asked about NIL, there was a clear answer to it. There was a guy that would pay you, right? Like, just go see that man over there, and he'll take care of you, right? So that's what made Syracuse stand out in what has become a crowded field in name, image, and likeness. And, oh, and he put his money where his mouth is in the sense of, he paid out, uh, you know, I don't have the exact figures here. You can only go by what he tells you, but he paid uh, over a million dollars to members of the men's basketball team. Uh, Deja Fair on the women's basketball team had one of the more significant NIL deals in the ACC, a couple of football players, right? Like he did that. And what you need is somebody that can supplement the deal or up the deal, right? A collective's great. But if you reach a certain status and you're a player and you realize your market value, like that's the guy that Syracuse had visibly publicly that would give you the significant NIL deal, not a cut of a collective, like a big marketable, you know, standout kind of deal. So Syracuse now has to figure out where they go from here. Like, is there another Adam Weitzman waiting in the wings? Maybe not the way he did things but is the public face of NIL or do you just kind of say like, Hey, we got this collective and you know, if, if you stand out enough kid, then, you know, we'll, we'll cut you a piece of that pie. Yeah. I, I think, you know, you, you nailed it in that it's, it is a big deal because of how public he is. And maybe the publicity thing is where Syracuse wants to shy away because of, I don't know, the, the Cavender situation in Miami, things of that nature. But at the same time, you know, every time we speak with a recruit or we speak to players or recruiting analysts, they bring up the fact that Syracuse doesn't have the name value that it once had to upcoming recruits and players coming. And you don't have that guarantee where you don't even necessarily need a player to come to campus to know how big a deal basketball is. And you've lost that. And bringing this publicity, I think, did a good sort of working towards a bridge of, you know, getting back in the public eye and seeing big name guys at games can definitely go a long way in terms of that regard. We'll continue this. We got to take one quick break. We'll hear from our friends at FanDuel, and then we will talk uh, with more on this NIL space, the Weitzman-Syracuse breakup, maybe a little bit more with regards to Jesse on the other side. But we've got grand slams, no hitters, double plays, all of them are back and there's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. That's because right now, new customers, they can step up to the plate with a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, sign up, place your first bet and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your bet doesn't win, my bet of the day, $1,000. Visit FanDuel.com slash partner of the MLB. All right. We're bringing back Brent X, Owen Valentine, Brent X, talking a little bit with the NIL sphere here on your Locked On Syracuse Wednesday. Where does sort of, you know, yesterday was a big day in terms of NIL. And you, you talked a little bit about how, you know, even figuring out from Weitzman that this was happening started with the Jesse Edwards news and him mm-hmm. sort of searching for a little bit more in the NIL sphere. How like 
is Syracuse just, it feels like, and you know, your opinion wise, does it just feel like they're still behind the eight ball now and even more so in this sphere with regards to NIL or, or am I an overreactor here in terms no, of when I look at Syracuse? No, you're dead on. And, and the line I used in my column today, Owen applies Syracuse. If you've ever, like, I've never driven here, but I've talked to a lot of people that have, like, if you've ever driven to Vegas or like in Arizona or like Montana, you know, they've got these highways where like no one knows what the speed limit is, right? So you just drive as fast as you want. And it's, it's, that's the NIL space. So that's what confuses me about how Syracuse kind of operates out of fear here. I know they've crossed the line NCAA wise a couple of times, but the regulations and the guardrails on NIL just don't exist right now. The NCAA claims it's trying to reel all this back and, you know, give me a break. They, they completely screwed up on this. The toothpaste is out of the tube. And for them to try and circle back and try and regulate this is, is completely ridiculous. Even in those terms, Syracuse, here's what I said in the column, on that highway, okay, they've got the flashers on and they're driving 30 miles per hour. And everybody's driving by him, right? Adam Weitzman's the one guy that if you wanted to use the word innovative, innovation or innovator, he was the one that was doing it, right? Kind of on not working with Syracuse. He just was associated with Syracuse because that's where he was, right? And Syracuse took his money in terms of, you know, the courtside seats and the big suite that he not only built but renovated at the Dome. And they were happy to do that. And they were happy to accept all the, you know, the accolades and the publicity that came with it. But when it got, a, you know, when the, look, Adam flew too close to the sun a couple of times, right? The Elijah Moore situation, you can't fly in a recruit on a private jet. Like even in the world where there's no regulations, we kind of know like, dude, don't do that, right? Like don't, don't poke the bear if you don't have to, right? So I get that. I get his methods were unconventional and, uh, people it, certainly that kind of live in an old school mentality in Syracuse were probably not help, happy with, right? But where are you at now? You are in a situation where you're just another school looking for money. What Adam did, you know, like it or not, agree or disagree, it stood out. And it is so hard to stand out in this space, in the ever-evolving world where things change daily in college sports. So my question is, how does Syracuse do that now? Right? How do you do that now? Because that's at the very least what, what Adam did for you and is no longer going to do. So they kind of had all their eggs in one basket, whether they wanted to or not, Owen, that, you know, he was their John Ruiz, you know, the guy at Miami. But see, the problem is with all the schools you're competing with now, most of these major programs, they have 10 Adam Weitzmans. Syracuse had one. So how do you replace that now? I'm, I'm as curious as anybody how they do it. Yeah, I mean, you look at clothing stores, and I, I don't mean to knock on that. It's a great idea for the players to be able to sell merch, things of that nature. But, you know, how many fans are buying a shirt for every single player on a basketball team or a football team? So that money although it's there and it's a portion of profits is, is not tremendous by any means. And when you're going with a collective that, you know, is going behind the scenes, we don't know exact details of that. How much money is there 
to be able to get to these players for different, you know, appearances and events and things of that. We're not sure. And that's sort of the the limbo that it leaves us in. And I, I wanted to hit a little bit more on Jesse Edwards because, you know, there's some conversations and some thoughts that I've been having in terms of money. And you look at, at Jesse right now and it's, you know, some rumblings from other schools maybe in the ear as to we can get you more elsewhere. And it seems mm-hmm. like they might have found that loophole, right? For a four-year guy coming back, if we can't find the money for Jesse, where is the, you know, the five-star recruit money coming in? Where is the, you know, the pitch to a big-time transfer, a Hunter Dickinson, for example, things of that nature? Where's that money coming from if you can't maintain guys on the campus itself? Uh, the answer is Adam Weitzman, right? That yeah. would have been the direction you could have gone in. So now you brought up Hunter Dickinson or any big time player that you would have to replace Jesse Edwards with. And see, this can happen. You know, the portal closes in a month, right? There's just, uh, there's this initial wave of things that happen a day or two after, you know, your season ends, but it's an extended thing. And, and players have taken the time to step back and really kind of assess their value. Jesse being one of them, right? So, what have these other schools figured out that Syracuse could not? I mean, it's a simple answer. They figured out a way around the visa and how much money Jesse can pay. And Jesse, remember, like he's making up for lost time because he wasn't able to get NIL money up until mm. this point. And Owen, oh, like, I don't want to speak for Jesse, but it can't be about playing time. It can't no. be about, you know, obviously, like you know, yeah. look at the numbers. The guy, you know, started every game, played almost every minute. Like he was the guy here. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's external things. And with NIL coming up as much as it is, Syracuse could not offer him what other schools could. And this is a guy who's going to play professional basketball, right? This is mm-hmm. not a situation where like, I got to cash in now or it's not going to come. He's going to play professional basketball, be that in Europe, be that in, you know, an NBA situation or whatever it's going to be. So the answer there, what, and I, I keep, I, I don't want to keep coming back to Adam. Adam's the example in this situation. But obviously, without Adam and, and his, you know, standout resources, what Syracuse had available was not good enough for a Jesse Edwards. Even look at Joe Girard. Yeah. Wherever he goes, he's going to make more money than yeah. he's making here. I've heard some numbers being thrown around about what Joe's going to make wherever he goes. And I, if I was sitting right across from him right now, I would say, get the hell out of here and go take that money. Why would you? Right. So Syracuse is clearly losing this game. There's no other way to put it. And by the way, they were fighting in this game, Owen, with Weitzman. Yeah. Now he's out. So again, tell if you, let's just look at it this way. If you were somebody that didn't like Weitzman, didn't like his methods, didn't like the attention he brought, thought he was in it for himself to up his Instagram followers, whatever your criticism would be. Here's my response to that. What's your plan? Okay, great. You don't like Adam. Great. He's out. What's your plan now? What is your plan to match that? Because what we're seeing with these players now, Jesse being the latest example, is you're you're not winning this game. You You are out of this game, and you've got to figure out a way to get back in it. Yeah, and I mean, when you go to Weitzman, too, a guy who's digging into his pockets and putting millions of dollars on the table, somebody asks for a little bit of social publicity as a response for it. Seems like the least that could, you know, happen in return 
it, it doesn't seem like that big a deal to me that he wants some publicity to go along with the fact that, you know, there's money continually being, you know, put on the table for Syracuse athletics to be able and, to and Owen, know, benefit from on their for, own. For what it's worth, he paid every dollar of the suite, the courtside seats, security. You know, Syracuse would essentially provide the security, but he would get billed for it. Like everything you think, private planes, all, every dollar of that was spent by Weitzman. So if he benefits a little from that, I mean, <laughs> this is America. Like, good for you. Yeah. Like you've got 20 million yeah. Instagram followers and you're an influencer and you're doing, as long as you're doing everything on the up and up, and good for you, right? And every conversation exactly. I've had with the guy, and you can only go by what somebody tells you, right? You know, as a journalist, as somebody who does this, you're always skeptical of certain things, but- he has been insistent with me, Owen, that he he does it to help the the athletes. Certainly, his relationship with Bayheim was a motivating factor to to help out his friend and the school that he he worked at up until recently, of course, and to give the fans a little extra something. Like you know, the quote that I had in my, in my column today about you know coming to Syracuse games, not just the Duke games. Like this can be expensive for people, so if it can make it feel worth their while to come to a game and look down there and, and there's Josh Allen or there's Cole Hauser or there's, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. or Allen Iverson, you know, fill in the blank Giannis, all these people that have come. It's, it's something he could give back. Cause um, it, this is not his words. These are my words now. I mean, frankly, you've got the money and you can't take yeah. it with you. And if he feels like this is his way to give back to the community. And again, if he benefits from it a little bit, well, good for him. You know, like that's, it's a two-way road. And if it helps Syracuse in a way, now here's the argument here. How much did this tangibly help Syracuse, right? Like what can you directly point to that Adam Weitzman did that landed this recruit or made Syracuse better? Or, you know, these are all fair questions to bring up, but I do know it's better than the old fashioned way that they were doing it. I'd rather play that game or something similar to it than, the game Syracuse seems to want to play, which is the safe way. You can't do it the safe way anymore. You've got to be bold. And what Adam was doing was bold. I I don't know if you have the answer to this, but I'll ask. And if you know you can't answer, that's fine as well. Have you heard anything with regards to Elijah Moore and their sort of conversations that preemptively happened? I haven't heard anything specifically. I did ask Adam about that. Uh, in the course of reporting out that story. And, you know, right now he doesn't have a signed contract with Elijah Moore. Obviously he recruited him. He brought him in. He was going to be kind of the next step in that Elijah Moore is committed. And remember his father did a story, talked to Mike Waters on Syracuse.com. We did a story about it and kind of disputed the NIL stuff is the reason why Elijah committed to Syracuse. You know, I, I don't have the exact quote, but I remember it was something like, you know, Elijah didn't commit to Syracuse because of rappers and private planes and yeah. things of that nature. Right. So at this point, they don't have a signed agreement. And that's a good point to bring up Owen, because what Adam told me is he will honor any contracts that are there now. Uh, for example, Deja Fair is coming back next year. He's going to honor that contract that he has with her. That's the only one he brought up specifically. Um, so anything in the future that's that wasn't signed, if you will, I don't know if that's going to be honored. You know, when Elijah Moore uh, arrives here, uh, I know there was a couple of football things that were pending as well. I'm not sure what the status of those are, but anything that is in place now 
will be honored. And, and Deja's the, the, the most notable one there. I might be forgetting one or two, but uh, he, he will stick to those commitments. All right. A couple more little things to hit on before we uh, we wrap up our Wednesday episode here. I, I, I would not be able to let you go without mentioning it a little bit. We have a free Brent Axe hashtag shows up <laughs> in the YouTube comments pretty much every video. So just, you know, sort of your response to that would be greatly appreciated, I think, for the, the group of people that participated in that. Wow. Think of all these things we're talking about, Owen. Uh, I'm on the TikTok. I'm a hashtag now. My daughter is going to think, like, I'm the coolest guy on earth now. This is fantastic. Uh, my response is thank you. I can't tell you how overwhelmed I've been from people that have been reaching out via on Twitter, the Internet, you know, in the produce section at Wegmans, whatever the case may be. People have been unbelievably kind about my little situation and I can't tell you how much I, I, I get I get emotional thinking about it, you know, because you just, you know, Owen, you show up, you do the work every day. You hope you did a good show. You hope you made somebody's day better and you get up and you do it the next day. Right. And to hear how much it really affected people. And, you know, what we do is is unique in, in different formats. Right. Being a columnist, being a podcaster, being a radio host. Like they all connect with people differently. And radio is just this unique forum that people feel like they're part of your life. You know, you're with them two hours a day, every day in the afternoon, and they come to rely on it and they come to just, it's, it's comfort food for them. So when that gets taken away, it makes you kind of realize what that connection was. And to have people reach out and tell me that it means the world to me. It means the absolute world to me. So thank you so much for that and the support and the messages. And I don't have anything to report at the moment. Uh, eyes emoji. I'll, I'll put it that way. You know, we, you know, what is it they say in, in, uh, oh boy, it, like we're in beta testing right now. I'll put it. Okay. okay. I'm kind of figuring out what the next step's going to be, but rest assured, you're going to hear from me again in the audio space of sorts. You're certainly going to hear more from me in the digital space, right? There's going to be more coming in, in that way. You know, I have to, we were joking around about TikTok, but that's kind of the road to go down, you know, do yeah. more TikToks and Instagram videos, Twitter, whatever it is, right? I'll figure it out. We'll, we'll figure out what the format's going to be and we'll go from there. But rest assured, guys, you're going to hear more from me. Uh, more details to come on that. We're still kind of figuring out what the best approach is going to be, but uh, more to come. And I'm still writing, of course, on Syracuse.com and, and doing that and, you know, tweeting away and wherever you got to do things these days. So certainly more to come, but uh, thank you uh, for the free Brent X uh, hashtag and all the messages. I get a kick out of that. That's great. But uh, it's, it's truly appreciated. Awesome. We, uh, are excited to and ambitious and anxious to see, you know, what comes next because we uh, will we'll love to see, see more from you. In the meantime, as you said, Syracuse.com over on Twitter, uh, stay in touch with, you know, whatever is coming out news wise. Thank you so much for coming on. We, uh, we appreciate seeing you. Uh, and it's been a, a long time coming, getting you on here uh, with, uh, with me 
I guess. I don't know if you came on with Tyler and Tim in the past. I forget. But uh, I did. I think I've right. checked all the hosts of this show. So great okay. to be on with you. And anytime you want to chat, let me know. And uh, good to good to see you. And uh, again, thanks to everybody listening for all the all the support. And uh, onward we go. You know, there's there's never an off season, as you never. know, when it comes to this stuff. So uh, keep doing what you do. Keep up the good work. And uh, appreciate you having me. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll be back tomorrow with your Locked On Syracuse Thursday. Talk a little Syracuse basketball recruiting, transfer portal. There is never a dull day in the portal and recruiting at this point in time. We'll break it all down. I'm Owen Valentine. That is Brent Axe on the other side. Uh, Thank you so much. Have a great day. Be kind. Make somebody smile today, and we'll catch you tomorrow.